Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to Wildly Capable. I am your host, Leah Brecker, and here's where we will be diving in on all life matters from everything good, everything scary, and everything in between. So get ready as I share with you Super Vulnerability Hour, and I look forward to having you with me. Hey everybody, thanks so much for uh, tuning in. So this episode, uh, it's pretty straightforward, living with COVID. Uh, Before I get into it though, I want to say three things we are grateful for. So the first thing I'm thankful for is being able to still go through drive-throughs. I can still pick up Dunkin', I can still pick up uh, Chick-fil-A, so thankful for that. I am thankful for uh, really amazing friends, really, really awesome friends and family. Uh, When you're feeling really, really down, it's amazing. And the third thing I'm thankful for is, uh, is space. It's probably the last thing we're thankful for at this moment in time, but I mean, I I am, I'm, I'm thankful for it. And I, I genuinely mean that. Um, in the end, it, space is a saving grace. I did not mean for that to rhyme, but whatever. Um, space is good. It, it's saving us right now, and it, and it can protect us. I never thought I would ever say that. I don't like space. Even, like, outer space freaks me out. Wide open spaces. But I'm thankful. All right. So hopping right on into it, living with COVID. Um, as you guys can guess, uh, we lived with, with COVID. Uh, I live with two other women in a townhome and, uh, it's a pretty big spacious townhome and it's fun living with other people. It can be a little hard, but, but it's fun. And, uh, my one roommate, she is, uh, in healthcare and, uh, she's essential. And myself and my other roommate were able to work from home and we were able to work from home, and uh, my roommate, who was essential, uh, ended up testing positive for COVID, and it was a whole experience. (laughs) Um, But I am here to just tell you my perspective, my reaction from it, Um, not to share her story or or to say, I didn't like this or I didn't like that. That's, That's not what this is for. This is just letting you know we lived with it. It was in our home. Um, yeah, and and so, I mean, she and quite a few other people at her work ended up uh, testing positive all around the same time, which meant that it was in her work way before they even knew about it. And it was right when it was, you know, getting really big too. I think I was working from home maybe like two weeks at that point. Um, so I mean, it it was right when this kind of was really starting to get a little crazy. Um, if you hear meowing, it's my cat. I don't want her in this room that I'm recording in, uh, because she's just going to jump up and eat her food and you'd hear the crunching and, uh, 
I have a painting that I did and I don't want her to rub into that. So if you hear me out, it's just a little December snow globe. She's got to be attached to me 24 seven. What is love? I digress. Uh, so yeah, living with, with COVID. Um, my roommate, she's uh, fine, by the way. I do want to preface that. She is fine. I am fine. My other roommate is fine. We're all fine. Um, she ended up um, having a really, really bad cough, and she still ended up going to work. Uh, and that was, I want to say, I remember her waking up on Friday. I could hear her coughing. I'm like, ooh, that does not sound good. Um, she went to an urgent care on Saturday. They said, oh, you're fine. Sent her back. Monday, she looked awful. Uh, Tuesday, meaning she still went to work both those days. And then at the end of the day, Tuesday, um, she went to go get tested. And I will share that her experience there, um, she had to sit in the parking lot for like an hour. And the urgent care and the CDC were on the phone back and forth deciding if she should be tested. Now, at this point, someone in her facility on the same floor as her had tested positive. And now she's displaying some symptoms and they still couldn't decide if they wanted to test her or not. So I will say that the lack of testing and uh, the the quote-unquote requirements for testing makes no sense. I mean, that should be a no-brainer. She should have been tested immediately. Um, So I, I, that blows my mind. The fact that she even had to fight to get tested. And uh, so she got tested and, and her symptoms were very mild. She just had like a really bad cough and she was really tired. She said she was nauseous for about two or three days. She never had a fever. And that was what they were really looking for. So Tuesday she got tested. Thursday she got her results back that she had tested positive and I lost it. <laughs> I'm going to be so honest with you guys. I did not show up the way I wanted to. I did not react the way I wanted to. My anxiety has been at an all-time high. My agitation has been at an all-time high. I am just pointing out the judgment and the criticism like it's nobody's business. And that is something I've always struggled with. I can be insanely critical and judgmental and we all know I'm the meanest to myself. So it's a uh, it it's been quite interesting um, seeing myself show up really poorly. I I remember when she told us and I was like, what? And I freaked out and I cursed and I was not proud of it. Like that is the last thing that poor girl needed to hear. Uh, and I'm being a brat. And, and I'm like, my safety is compromised. It is compromised. We were, and and this is what we had been doing since we found out that someone at her work had tested positive. Um, She would come home from work, take off her shoes, spray everything down, wash her hands. We had already established that practice. Whenever someone would have to leave the house and come back, we had already established that and put that into place for, I want to say, at least two weeks before, at least. And then, uh, so before she even tested positive, she was doing that, and then she would kind of like go upstairs and and seclude herself from the rest of us. And she would come down and like make food. But then after that, she'd she'd go back upstairs just for us to be on the safe side. Thank God. Because, I mean, she then tested positive. 
So I was already wiping things down like crazy. I was already being hypervigilant and I was not doing at a place of, I need to do this to, you know, just wipe everything down because I, I can. It was out of fear. It was, it was done from such a place of fear, which was so not good. Um, and then when she tested positive, I was like, oh my gosh, it's done. I had panic attacks, I think, every single day for five days. And I cried most days. Mind you, I still had to work. <laughs> I still had to work during all of this. I mean, I did have that one weekend, um, but I still had to work. And uh, yeah, so she thankfully um, she had agreed to stay in her room. She has the master, so she also wasn't sharing a bathroom with us, which is huge. Um, but I will say, uh, I'm thankful she agreed to not come out of her room at all. If she needed food or anything, we would heat it up. We just didn't want her to touch anything. I mean, that cough was horrific and that's really what's going to spread it. So I'm like, nope, nope, not happening. So, I mean, I could have lived with other people who were like, oh, screw you, I do what I want. But she's just like, she's great. She's like, I acknowledge it, I understand, I I fully get it. And she said she didn't have much energy to get up to do much anyway. So um, I'm sure we would have been taking care of her to begin with. Uh, yeah. So at the end of our 14 days, uh, we were able to go back, quote unquote, out run errands or, or whatever we needed to. Um, also, what I thought was kind of a little bizarre, a couple little things that happened between her testing positive and, and us being able to, to go back out was um, the when you get a test result back and it's positive, that's when the timer starts. Not when they went to get tested, which would make the most sense, right? But no, it's when you get the results back. So for her, it was very quick because she's frontline healthcare. But what about someone who waits six days? Someone, that, like they've already quarantined. So you're telling them they got to do another 14 days? Uh, I also spoke with two different people. One was a COVID expert. I don't think that that's a real thing right now. Just my personal opinion because it's so new. Uh, and the other person... Um, was CDC. And I was getting conflicting answers. The, the one was like, shelter at home, you can't go out, you can't do anything starting from right now. And the other one was like, oh yeah, you can, uh, you could still go to work if you needed to. And I'm like, uh, what now? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Some people would be like, oh yeah, that's great. And, and, uh, that part drives me insane. Because if you said that to the wrong person, someone who's being so lackadaisical for someone who is living with COVID, oh yeah, they can go to work. What if their work's not enforcing face masks? What if that person has terrible hygiene and doesn't know how to cover their mouth when they cough? And then what if they had it? You're just out there spreading it around. Um, thankfully, I have some common sense and uh, I like to think of things. And so I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going anywhere. Because that's what this is. 
CDC says. Um, so we didn't. And towards the end, I was back and forth, back and forth. And then I finally stopped talking about it a little bit. And I think when I was talking about it, it was just adding fuel to the fire. And I think for myself and my other roommate who were A, already working from home, and B, um, she wasn't feeling so hot, but not in like a, a COVID way and in a different way. And so I was not helping. And I'm all up in my head. And empathetically, it was out the window. Normally, I am the most empathetic person. I feel the feels for everybody. And I was like, I could give a crap less what's going on right now. Uh, My safety was compromised. I am not safe. I don't care about any of you. This is all primal now. Like, I don't care how I'm making you feel. I was, I'm telling you guys, I did not show up the way I wanted to. But also, I know it's very, um, it's understandable. how, How else would someone react? I mean, I already have anxiety and depression and I've struggled with suicidal thoughts and uh, this is a whole big trigger for all of that Uh, I'm thankful I still have my work to distract me every single day so one of the things that happened um, during this time was my work doesn't give out overtime but I am an hourly worker and during part of our 14-day quarantine they asked if we wanted to work overtime and I I know my current role is not my favorite role, but oh my gosh, was that such a blessing. They were long days and I cried on those days. Go figure, because they were the days where things happened. (laughs) Not in a great way. And my frustration was there, but oh, to have that distraction and to be able to be offered that at a time where people don't have jobs. Oh, that is not lost on me. I was, uh, you know, I was taking those hours. I was taking them because I know someone else in my position would have wanted it or, or someone else who, who is at home out of work right now. If I told them that story or, or I'd said something been like, Oh, I was offered overtime, but I didn't take it. That is like a slap in the face. That is, I just think disrespectful and granted, we all have to worry about ourselves and our own mental health and and capacity. But I was like, damn it. I am pushing through this. I don't care. Because I don't know when an opportunity like this is going to happen again. And so I took it. And it wasn't a whole lot of extra hours. No. It was like three 10-hour days. Whoop-de-doo. Not a big deal. That's Trump change. So that was a huge blessing. And then I had the most incredible friends just call me check in on me drop me off gifts I got flowers twice y'all I got flowers twice uh my one friend made me a pandemic party package and there's a cute little I have it hanging up in in my room here uh it's a spring banner and it had like scrunchies and earrings and oil stuff in it and a chocolate and it was just man we needed that And uh, this other person made a party pack. We ended up doing like a little um, trying to make dinner together via FaceTime. And so they had bought all the stuff and dropped it off at my house. And 
uh, later we went back and, and did FaceTime and made this little chicken dinner together. So that was, uh, that was a whole lot of fun. So man, oh, the blessing in that, the blessings in that. I just felt that love. I felt it. I was in the sadness during those two weeks. I was agitated and irritated before, agitated in the beginning, and then I was in the sadness. And those days where my friends, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to totally get emotional. Uh, they would just send me a text, hey, just drop this off for you. I'm like, why didn't you stop? You sit in your car, I'll stand all the way up here back at my front porch uh, and, and say hi with my mask on. Let's chat for five whole minutes. But it, it, it was incredible. And... Oh man, so insanely blessed. I prayed fervently, I believe that's a word, throughout this whole time. Like worship music always, crying out to God always, begging and pleading, God, God, if I get out of this, if we get okay, if we're, if we don't test positive, if we don't have symptoms, I promise I will praise and honor your glory in this. I will tell everybody about it. So here we are telling everyone about it. Uh, towards the last few days of our quarantine, there were two turtle doves that kept popping up on our back deck or on like the telephone wires behind our home. And there was two. And normally when you see birds and you open up a window or you pull back curtains, they like fly away because they're nervous pulled back curtains, I opened our door, and they're just staring at me. I'm like, all right, buddies. Uh, one day I went out for a walk. I had my mask on. And the two of them were in our driveway. One was in the driveway, one was in the tree in front of our home. And I'm like, all right. And it just immediately, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, this kind of, oh, this sparks a little something in me. And then the next day I saw them and I was like, okay, this is a sign. This is not a coincidence. This is a sign. The third day it happened, I'm like, all right, God, I see you. We're okay. This is a sign of hope. And I said to my one roommate, I said, hey, Jay, look, one for you, one for me. This is God letting us know that you and I are going to be okay because we do have another person, but Pour things upstairs. But look it. This is God telling us we are going to be okay. At the end of the 14 days, we stayed in an extra day uh, just to be safe. And neither of us. I, I knock on wood. Praise God. Thank you, God, for that protection, that hedge of protection. I never displayed any signs. Maybe I had it and I was asymptomatic. I don't know. My other roommate, I mean, same thing, but we didn't have a cough. We didn't have a fever. Nothing, nothing like that. So it was, I, I swear it was God protecting us because we lived with somebody who had it and we didn't get it. I mean, maybe that's rare. I don't know the stats. I don't look at the news. I don't try to watch that stuff. And I can't because it'll just make me anxious again. 
and there's so much fake news and this thing and that thing. And I'm like, listen, I'm just going to be smart. I lived through it. I, I, I lived with this person in my house having it, like at the height of it. I mean, she's still obviously living here and she's back to work and she's okay. And she can go through a drive through with Starbucks. But uh, when, when she's in our house, this happened quite a few weeks ago too. So keep this in mind. Uh, when she's in the house, she wears a mask because she still has her cough. And I'm just obsessed with wiping things down still. <laughs> and I will continue to be obsessed with wiping things down. Because if it kept me healthy, pff, everyone wipe things down. If there's one thing you take away from this podcast besides my experience with it was one, it's really, really, really hard even when you are an inspirational, positive, bubbly person to always be that way, especially in times of uncertainty and crisis. And B, do what I did in your home. Take off your shoes, wash your hands, wipe everything down. So, to the best of your ability. <sighs> yeah. Even people who share inspiring stories, who do all the self-help books, do years and years of therapy and pray and have God as the center of their life. I'm not perfect. I'm still a human. Ah. You would, I am going back and judging myself with how I reacted. I'm like, Leah. I can't believe you did that. Who do you think you are? Like, I'm totally shaming myself. Leah, you know better than to react that way. I can't believe you reacted that way. I can't believe you let those thoughts happen. You're supposed to choose the next better feeling thought, Leah, and not just go down that spiral rabbit hole. But you know what? I did. But it's not always going to be that way. And I, I know how to get back out of it. And if not, I mean, I have therapy and I have other things and I have tools and resources in place and this isn't forever and the longer we're in it the longer we'll learn to cope with it it's not easy it's not easy I just feel like I have to keep saying it is not easy I feel like I didn't breathe at all Oh, something else that I would encourage you guys to do if you're in a heavily, heavily anxious space right now. Do something creative or just for fun. Like, don't judge yourself for it. Go and create or do something and don't judge yourself because that's the last thing we need. I can share for myself. Uh, when I do yoga, I used to be pretty good at it. I took it in college. And now when I do it, I'm like, ah, ah, I'm judging myself left and right. Um, and when I paint, I'm like, oh, that could be better. Uh, when I sing, I'm like, oh, this is, uh, but I'm, I'm doing what makes me happy and bringing me joy. And I'm releasing this energy from within me and I'm doing it without judgment. Today I painted and I just, let it happen. It didn't turn out exactly the way I wanted it to, but I just love the gorgeousness. That is the randomness. That is mess. And there's gold in that mess. Look for the gold, guys. All right, everybody. 
I pray that you you see the gold in this week. Whatever this week looks like, you try to find that gold. I pray that you find a little bit of joy and I pray that you are wise. Okay, everybody, here is your reminder that you are wildly capable. <laughs>